Do your feet sweat in work boots? If you struggle with sweaty feet, you need the best-selling Camel City Mill Lightweight Work Sock. You'll have dry, comfortable feet as their sweat-wicking merino wool is 35% better at wicking moisture compared to polyester socks. Plus, a 10-year durability guarantee thanks to their proprietary Ironside Merino Wool and Nylon Fortified Heel and Toe. Your feet won't hurt and recover faster because of the compression in the arch and calf, which helps circulation through a full 14-hour shift. Expect all-day comfort, even with steel-toe boots due to the extra cushion in the toe. These socks are completely USA-made in North Carolina. Order ship within 24 hours, and anything over $50 ships for free. To get your socks today and see how insanely durable these socks actually are, go to CamelCityMill.com and use the code DIESEL15 and get 15% off your first order. Remember, use the code DIESEL15 for 15% off your entire order at CamelCityMill.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another week of Swag and Grime. We are all three back in the studio. My Woo! God, we had us for one episode, and then then Rick went careening out of control again, sick, and now I he's did. back. It's just overworked and underpaid. That's so there you go, is. Rick the Dick Valco, ladies and gentlemen, back for another episode. On my left, we have Matt Motherfucking Totten. <laughs> Yes. Woo! Oh, I can get you. No, I can't get applause. I just did Not... myself. <laughs> and then on the phone tonight, we have Zach Scholes with something Diesel Enterprises there. Bluffton. He forgot. Bluffington Diesel Enterprise. Bluffton. Is it Bluffton? Correct me, yeah. Zach. I think you're Bluffton. Yep. Bluffton. Bluffton. <laughs> but I remember he had Scholes Farms and Scholes Enterprises as well. We'll run through the full gamut of his resume. We just won't get his Diesel Enterprises name right. I think he's got a full lineup of Scholes Chew. That's, that's true. Is that what you do on the farm? Is that where you raise the He's tobacco? A tobacco farm? Hell yeah! No, 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 uh, no tobacco farming here. No, that would not go too well. Why would tobacco farming not go well? Uh, aside from the uh, uh, climate and soil conditions, we don't, yeah, we don't pay attention Ohio. to that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> What's going on, Having, Zach? Oh, just another day. Thanks Hell for. Yeah. Thanks for coming to attend another recording of Sweat and Grime. We appreciate it. Oh, I am glad to be here. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know how to handle the, the professional Sweat and Grime. If yeah, we right? start making dick jokes, he's going to be, oh, I'm totally <laughs> yeah. comfortable, Zach but I threw him off Zach with the professionalism. <laughs> Poor Zach just fucking bores himself, dude. They fucking got corn, cows, flatland, and the Buckeyes. Hey, they, they have a really, really nice tollway. Are you a Buckeyes fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were oh. down at the game last weekend, actually. Oh, I'm Did sorry. they even win? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a blowout. Who'd they play? Iowa. Yeah. Oh, that's how much I've been following. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm. I you can have my man card when it comes to sports. <laughs> like I couldn't give two fucks. Now, Zach, have you ever been down to Hocking Hills in Ohio? Because that's exciting in Ohio. I honestly, I have not. Really? I've wanted to, but never been down to it. Yeah, that became like a big Michigan like tourist trap during COVID, like because we were all shut down and like Ohio was open before us. So like every one of my friends went down there, went camping and everything. They said it was fucking spectacular. It is. You know, I actually went down to Macy's Steakhouse in Ohio. If you haven't ever been there, <laughs> you had to go across the border to go fucking eat. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it there's was steakhouses great, here in Michigan, Rick. Yeah, but when oh, all the re- <laughs> but when all the restaurants and shit what were, were locked up, like we were caged animals here. You couldn't go out to eat, so 
we went down to Macy's Steakhouse. I couldn't handle it anymore. I had to just go to a steakhouse. I'm like, let's go to fucking dinner. So we left. And, and on the four way, days later. Yeah. Four <laughs> days later. Uh, but on the way out, it was fucking great. It was like Ohio welcomed you on these billboards in Michigan. And then on the way back after eating dinner, we're coming back north. And I think we're like five, six miles in. Free weed delivery. No, it was like, <laughs> and it, it was another thank you sign from Ohio. Like, are you sure you want to go back? Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as you get across the border, it's free weed delivery and free weed, free weed here, free he weed everywhere. The, the COVID the wagon right there. Not the yeah. weed. I know, but but have you guys noticed since Michigan oh, yeah. legalized weed, oh, it is weed the first like ten billboards into the state. You don't see another freaking billboard for the first ten billboards. It's all weed. And then it's like, oh, and we have wineries. Yeah. I think we should just start <laughs> a freaking fireworks. And fireworks. Farm. Hell yeah. yeah. Tons of fireworks. <laughs> we should just start a crap farm underneath those signs. That's true. Just no like one will check there. Over. No one will check. So nothing right. about your steak and uh you know the weed deliveries, you know. What about Zach? Yeah, yeah. what's going yeah. on? Zach? How are you? Where did you come from? Tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Um, I am just a uh, podunk farmer who somehow stumbled across the business in our area that nobody wants to do. How do you farm a podunk? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about your life, Zach. How did you find your way into podunk farming? Um, so I. I, I'm a uh, owner of a fifth generation farm. Um, when I was growing up, uh, my dad, he used to work on equipment way back in the day for a Massey Ferguson dealership. And then Ooh, a, Massey Ferguson, uh, that's, that's going yeah, way back. Throwing it way back. Um, and then uh, there's a combine salvage yard over here by us that I'm pretty sure like half of my family has worked out at some point in time or another. Yeah. Uh, but he got out of that. He started hauling milk. Uh, so he's, I am the, I am the son of the milkman. Oh, Ooh. all right. Who's your mom? Yeah, did you, did you come from the same house. <laughs> no, I know, I know my mom. Son of the milkman and then the banker. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I started, uh, I started doing that, um, I wanted something to do during high school. Our neighbor, he's actually, uh, if you're, if you know anything about Ford model T's, um, he is, he is the guy on this side of the U S to find anything, build anything, whatnot for old model T's. Um, really? we start, well, I'd started working for him back when I was in high school. Um, I learned a lot of stuff and learned to be really picky from that guy. Uh, now, from how there, picky could you be on a Model T? Uh, the way that he does everything. Um, I mean, if it's if this is how it was from the factory in the early 1900s, that's how exactly it's how he wants it. Was there just oh, like yeah. a couple of wheels, a steering wheel, and a seat with a motor? Now, does he rebuild those parts like they did in the early 1900s, or does he have the new lathes oh. and all that fun stuff? Oh, yeah. No, he's got, he has like old tooling from back then. I mean, he's got all sorts of. He does the real like, deal, genuine, authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I never knew, I never knew what a Babbitt bearing was. Like, it's like, oh, okay, well, here, here's this bearing. Here's like a normal engine bearing, whatnot. No, like this guy has a melting pot where you put, here's all the materials, you put it in, melt it. Wow. And then, like, no literally shit. pours bearings into the blocks and rod caps. That's pretty badass. That is badass. I would have to have AC 
in a radio and cruise control <laughs> in that kind of, in that thing. No, you just got all the windows. No, it was great. It was great working in the shop because the shop is AC, climate controlled, everything else. But but the Model yeah. T is not. Yeah, but Rick's saying he <laughs> no. needs his Model T yes. brought into the 21st right. century. It has to have like remote start and shit on it. A remote start Model T. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that, is that oh, where you there's... just push a button and you have one of your kids go out and start it for yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Cranking it up. I was going to say, that's where back in the day you had your wife get out there and crank it. That was the remote start. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Amish here. Yes. Oh, that, well, man. you know, it was the 1920s. You know, times were different. <laughs> <laughs> I'll flip you for it, honey. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> where'd you go from there? Yeah. So from the model T workshop, how long were you with, with him? Uh, I did that for a few years while working over there. Uh, learned quite a bit. Um, now did you know I how did... to work on engines and everything before you worked with him or is that where you learned that? Um, yes and no. I learned a lot more in depth stuff working over there. Yeah. So since like I say, grew up on a farm and then dad always worked on equipment. My dad, he used to tear old tractors down and repaint and restore tractors on the side is something to do All right. uh, in the wintertime. So I learned a lot doing that. And then we always just kind of worked on some stuff on the side here and there. So like I grew up around it. It was just kind of one of those things where it just was kind of second nature. Uh, after, after, pretty well being done with the model T stuff. I got a job at a uh, local truck dealership, worked on uh, like service trucks, class eight trucks, um, pickups, stuff like that. Started out just as just a little bitch boy cleaning them. And then they let me start working on them. Awesome being the bitch boy. (laughs) Oh yeah. So great. But it always leads to something good though. (laughs) (laughs) My Lord, that was loud on this end. (laughs) We're going to back the old iPad down. <laughs> that job wasn't too bad until you had to be the boss's bitch boy and go out and clean shit up around his pond and do landscaping. Right. Oh, that's the worst. I Yeah. Like, I'm here to fucking fix shit exactly. and put some together. I'm not here to fucking, fucking wax your garden. tires. Yeah. And he looks well, at you it like... it wasn't bad when his daughters were out at the pond or Ooh. his neighbors. Yeah. Well, so now maybe you're changing the story a little bit. He liked you as a shop hand. He's like, hey, I can keep yeah. around as a you know, future yeah. son-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you weed that garden? Exactly. <laughs> you know what? The grass was very short. Hey, boss, it looks a little hot outside. The girls need some lifeguards. <laughs> so uh, You can spend a lot of time weeding in the garden, but that turned out to be a uh, complete failure because she she played for the same team. Oh, no, shit. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. That's a bummer. Man. Loss yeah. of a good one, but there was a lot of masturbating going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, it. Jesus. You know it. <laughs> well, now I'm sorry, Zach, but was there? <laughs> no. No. I'm kidding. It's I'm your kidding. podcast, but, Zach. You yeah, got to tell. You be as honest as you want. <laughs> How many times did you pound the mound? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so after. Uh, a little mountain pounding and putting uh, your pants back on. Hey, where, where did you go from there? So from there, um, back to the I, office. And I did you wash to- your hands? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let the man speak. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, after that, I'd started working for John Deere. Um, I worked over there for six years. Uh, I've started out in the shop and then run service truck over there. And I absolutely love that job. Uh, it was 
great it was great work and great people to work with and work for are you you're not there currently this was a previous job no yep okay. this is this is previously that all it all led up to what i do now um i enjoyed i enjoy ag equipment all that stuff um that, but where that was the, the other issue, question you were on the ag side of john deere correct yeah okay I, yep okay yeah dealership wise was ag side gotcha and what were you doing exactly um, there so i was i was doing um mostly tractors uh off season you would do some combine work and some uh, like planners, set up stuff like that. But I did tractors, engines, and then emission systems. Oof, so the worst part of the industry. Yeah, it was a uh, that was a treat. But that's kind of it was nice to learn the ins and ins and outs of it. Yeah, and then when I moved to what I'm doing now, and you get to do the flip side of it, it's also. It makes it, it makes it nice. It makes it easier. And so what exactly are you doing now? Uh, so after, after I got done the deer, it just, it, get, it became to be a point of a constant, um, three full-time job struggle, um, working there and then trying to leave there, come home farm, because when you're busy farming, you're busy working for everybody else's or working on everybody else's ag equipment. Oh yeah. Um, and then trying to uh, start the repair side of stuff, it was just something that really just snowballed. It, I had zero intentions of it actually being what it was, but it just kind of grew on its own. Um, and we really just started out with um, like pickup trucks, service trucks, stuff like that. But then after after time went on and um, just grew and grew, it just got to the point to where I left the dealership and then am doing uh, Bluffton diesel service now. Right. Very nice. Um, so what we do is, uh, I mean, it's primarily uh, farmer based, uh, construction, excavating companies, contractors, uh, dealerships, and then, uh, some individuals here and there, but we do light and medium duty diesel truck repair, and then ag construction, industrial equipment as well. And so are you, are, are you kind of just a, a, a wrench or, or are you guys actually modding them, doing deletes, stuff like that? What, what's kind of your scope of work there? You, well, you're not supposed to make things fall off trucks. So, you know, well, it's not falling all. off if you intentionally remove it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that gets you in trouble. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's no one's fault if. It accidentally <laughs> gets cut off and, and then you have to accidentally weld a pipe in place. And then you hand me a bill and I pay it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a simple repair job. Yeah. It went a little haywire in the middle. We asked for a tune-up and we got horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not always just, it's not always just horsepower. It, I mean, efficiency, reliability. I mean, not having to deal with DEF or DPF cleanouts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been doing the diesel thing now on your own? Um, full-time since uh, March of 16. Oh, so oh, wow. you've been at it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. And business is, is continuing to grow. What, what's, what's been your biggest struggle in starting that company? <laughs> uh, two things is... 
No ladies by the pond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when the sh- when the north shop door is open and you get to look at it, that's kind of uh, that's kind of disheartening because you really want to go sit out there, but you can't. Oh yeah, it's too bad. Um, Just I would looking say, out honestly, there, you're like, oh man, I wish I could do that, but I gotta work. <laughs> oh, see, I thought I thought he's talking about Johnson growing north. Is Johnson growing oh, north? I thought that's what he was talking oh, about. Yeah, <laughs> like the fly was down and like. No, no, the yeah. north. Oh, that's me. <laughs> You're on some weird shit this week, Rick. He's just he's loving the penis. <laughs> so, what's some of the the most interesting? Oh, I'm sorry, I did cut you off to to make a terrible joke that that Rick just made ten times more terrible. <laughs> what has been the hardest part of growing your business? <laughs> The two worst parts about it is obviously the the dreaded office work, paperwork, all sure. the stuff that you have to do. Now, are you I, doing that all soul on yourself, or do you have somebody working in the office doing that for you? I try to. Usually, it just gets pushed off until it's like staring me in the face, and it's like I have no other choice but go to go. Yeah. Twelve feet tall. It's like shit. If the yeah, wind blows, we're that's fucked. The worst. <laughs> yeah, get this done. <laughs> That and then uh, I will say probably uh, letting go of uh, letting go of stuff, um, letting somebody else be responsible for something. Oh yeah, gotcha. I was gonna so, say, are you turning into a pack rat of uh, old yeah, shit? Yeah, I was wondering where you're going. No, 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 no. Like, yeah. relinquishing control. No, like, you're 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 yes. not having a you're having a hard time passing on the torch to somebody else. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's a. I will say that's a big struggle. I I get to be like a a neat freak on everything, and then like when you do something, this has to be a certain way, and this has to be a certain way, and if somebody doesn't do it the way that that I like it, to where it's nice and neat, and everything is uniform from this job to the next job, then it I don't I have a hard time with that. But well, that's that's something you take pride in what you do. You know that's that's one thing that stands out. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's our biggest thing. I mean, there's a lot of other places that can push out a large quantity of stuff, but I would rather have a better quality of, of the work that we send out than anything else. Most definitely. Absolutely. Quality over quantity. Absolutely. That's, that's the biggest thing that most people struggle with is Jesus, Brian. Sorry, we're just in, in true sweat and grime fashion. There's this double entendre get, going on in the background. The out, and, and he's trying to squeeze. He's he's sitting there with his hand trying to squeeze his balls. And so Rick's he's, trying to stifle his giggling while he's making a comment and in a serious fashion. <laughs> while while talking about the quality over quantity. Now, are we sweating grime or sweating grime? You know, because I lately, can't ever tell. Lately, anymore. I feel like it's been a lot of grinding. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty, stanky ass grinding. <laughs> oh my lord! I'd hate to be those undies. <laughs> now, Zach, with your with your growth, have you picked up any employees? Yeah. Yep. There's a. Uh, I've got two full time employees and uh, part time right now. All right. Oh wow! And then, uh, do you have a facility, or are you working out of your your own kind of? garage barn or yeah so actually uh there was a we've had a, a shop like i say where my dad and i worked out of um for 
a long time when I was growing up. Uh, as our farm equipment got bigger, as we got to do more stuff, we kind of got to the point where we're outgrowing that shop. Yeah. Um, and then back in 2012, there was a big windstorm that came through and we used to have a bunch of livestock and we pretty well got out of it by that point in time. And when oh, the windstorm come through, thank God, I was it, afraid for the livestock in the windstorm <laughs> with the way you were couching that <laughs> turned into a butcher market real quick. I was like, yeah. sweet Jesus, this went dark quick. <laughs> that was good. That'd be a good way to get rid of a lot of headaches. I, know, right? well, I tell you, um, good insurance claim, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the, uh, the windstorm took down, uh, a chain of buildings that we had. So then we had a, an open area and we were kind of debating what to do. And we decided to just build our own farm shop here. Nice. Um, now how large and is so, that? So, um, it's a 48 by 56 for the shop portion of it. All right. That's pretty nice size. Extra um, large. And that was, well, Magnum. yeah, until you start putting stuff in it. Yeah. I was going to say, it looks huge until you start bringing things in and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, we should have built it like another 40 feet wider and deeper. At that time, that was you know, there wasn't a business or anything like that yet. So it oh, was just gotcha. our, it was just our own personal farm shop. Right. And then, you know, for whatever we were messing around with. And then as we, uh, my cousin and I, as we started to do uh, some more side work, everything and things kind of grew, it's like, well, this, this is going to be really fun working out of here. Um, so we've got that, uh, it's fully finished. I mean, it's, I, we try to keep everything as neat and clean as it can be. Um, so we work out of here and then I've got a, uh, service truck that we work out of as well. Now I'm going to, I'm just going to be honest here, Zach. That's like the fourth time you've referenced neat and clean. It's a fucking neat freak. I'm I'm getting the impression <laughs> that that you like to be neat and clean. I don't I don't, I don't <laughs> even know how this dude wrenches because you would I run a job would, site, dude, and I cannot even keep my tools in the pickup and the job site fucking clean. And we pick it up every day, right? I, Zach's over there well, yeah. fucking just wiping the wrench down. <laughs> how, how neat and clean do you like it, Zach? <laughs> Very, very high and tight. <laughs> I'll have to send you guys a couple pictures, but I mean, it's, we have uh, customers, we've got distributors, like parts, people, everything else. Like they'll come in here and they'll tell us, you know, it's. Do you guys do anything in here? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually so, just for photos. Yeah. There's a, th there's a four hour cleaning bill. Uh, that's right. That's right. Charge. <laughs> no, I'm telling you the best thing you could ever invest in. If you have a shop with a concrete floor is a floor scrubber. All right. Now, is that one of the ride-on um, ones? You run no, around like a little Zamboni? It's a mini Zamboni. If right, you so can, you're walking you can roll around it. in the desk chair. Oh, yeah. You oh, can, nice. You got okay. The, you All right. The desk chair going not quite there. as fun, but but I, you know, I'll no, give it to you. Because if Put your the feet on the rollers. Yeah, you, you can sit there. You can run this thing with one hand, sit in the desk chair, and drink a beer while you're cleaning the shop. This Pat, needs to be put on your TikTok or something. It's coming TikTok. down. You <laughs> have to clean the floor. That's right. He's going to bring his Itachi, though. He's going to be sitting on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll, I'll teach you how to Zamboni. <laughs> what are you going to be Zamboning? That's right. I used to drive a Zamboni. I can freaking clean the floor. Oh, he's going to be Zamboni and everything neat and, neat and tidy. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to keep hitting the same floor drain. 
No, I will say I do. I do relate to Zach a little bit because when I when I go out and grease my equipment, I am one hundred percent a latex glove man. I will wear my latex gloves when I am messing with grease because I do not want to have yucky fingers. Dude, the other day I was helping my buddy flash his chimney on his roof, and he had all his roofing tar. So I'm like, I honestly, I took two pairs of gloves, you know, latex gloves and put them in my back pockets. Cause I knew I was going to be fucking with this Henry's roofing tar. When I got done, I still had four fucking gloves in my back pocket and my hands looked like I stuck my hand in freaking a tar jug. I can't do it. <laughs> I, like, I can't do it. I have to have dish soap for like an hour and a half. Lost uh, a freaking layer of skin. I'm like, oh I'll tell God. you the absolute worst thing that drives me nuts is bare hand and rusty chains. Like just that, like that, dry rust feeling afterwards you're just a bitch uh, yes yeah. i'm okay you wear, i am comfortable you wear latex gloves to grease stuff but you whoa, don't wear gloves whoa, dealing whoa, with chains. Whoa, that is a lot of That's shade right, being right? thrown from the neat and tidy guy over there you mentioned it four times zach four fucking times <laughs> hey, he, brian will go back to the truck and search the entire truck hell yeah for a pair of fucking gloves give me a pair of gloves baby and then i'll watch him bind his side of the trailer down and i'll bind my side and I'm like, oh, hey, Brian, when we're done, I'll be like, here's a pair underneath the seat. Here you go, bud. Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> now, anti-seize, Zach. Can you use anti-seize without getting that fucking shit all over the place? Because when I touch it, I am covered. <laughs> and everything else is covered in anti-seize. That's no, also what he keeps if, in his if, nightstand beside his bed, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no, if you, if, as long as you touch just the brush... It's fine. If you touch anything past the end of the brush, if it gets anywhere on any bit of skin, then yeah, it's it's game over. It's so everywhere. what you're saying is if you touch the shaft, you've gone too far. You have to stay to the brush. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm not okay. much of a shaft toucher. So yeah. No? No, no, that's not my thing. Well, how, how do you know if you've never tried axles and shit? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're going to have to stop face painting with that shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheap Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm a mechanic. <laughs> Latex gloves and a little no C's. That's a, all we need, baby. So what are you what are what are your guys' hours down there? You guys run twenty four hour service calls or you nine to five? What do you guys got going on? Um <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question. Um in farm season it you really have no idea what the heck's gonna happen. Um, normally like the shop itself, um, as far as everybody else that's in here, it's eight to five, but as far as like service call stuff goes like that, it depends on the time of year, what it is, um, kind of depends on what the project is, which customer, so on and so forth. So you're running Um, service trucks too. You're not just doing in-shop work. Correct. Ah, okay. How many service trucks are you running? I've got just one. Okay. Um, and it's clean. We, <laughs> and it is neat no, and tidy. No, right now it is not. It's fucking it detailed to like the You guys are full tilt into harvesting season right now. You're probably on everybody's yeah, farm is. combine yeah. wrenching and everything. Yeah, there's shit. Like, the bed of it is exactly what you would expect to see, and it's fuck, it is filthy. Now, and, and are you sitting there after you look at it, driving to the next job, just bitching the whole time that it's not clean and... 
you got to do something about it or go you full just, on old man. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> fucking yell. <laughs> hey, you're the guy next to us in the window. That's just fucking yelling out the window. Uh, so honestly, as far as like, like farm service calls go, unless it's like a new customer, I'm not too concerned about it because I know that it's going to get fucking destroyed. Um, yeah. But some of like the construction stuff that we deal with, I I usually like to have it clean when I get there. I know that it's not going to be when I leave, but I try to be when I'm there. Um, part of that being so like our biggest customer, um, they've been doing like here this this summer and last fall, they've been doing this absolutely huge uh, warehouse expansion, and we've gotten a lot of work from some of the other contractors and other places that or other people who have been working on that same job site. So my thing is, you know, I, I try to keep it, I try to keep stuff at least looking presentable so that, you know, we have a good, I guess a good image given off, yeah. you know, when we're there, when we're doing stuff, um, the guys that are calling us to go down there, I mean, they knew, they know what they're getting from us. That yeah. That's not a, that's never a question. They don't give a shit if I show up in in shorts and Crocs to work on their stuff because they know what it's going to be. But we just, I try to at least be presentable and at least look like we half-ass know what we're doing. Now, right? now, now I do have to there. ask, if you show up in the shorts and Crocs, is that an upcharge or is that you get a discount? <laughs> no, which way do you swing that? Yeah, which yeah. way do you swing that? That's just an hourly charge. He just starts billing you as he gets into the uniform. As he takes off his shorts and puts on his pants? Yeah. <laughs> it depends if I was sitting by the pond beforehand or not. If I had oh. to leave the pond, oh. then it's like, well... There is an upcharge for that one. <laughs> not only because you made me leave, but because you get to see half-mast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a half a show. That's right. Now, if it's a full show, it's build extra even on, yeah, on beyond that. It's like a bonathon coming like a, at you full tilt. Ooh, ooh, a bonathon. Now, are you wearing rubber gloves when you jump out of the truck, or do you put those on afterwards for show? No, nah, he just slides the rubber glove down there and jumps out. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are too much. Snap no. that, baby. Too much. <laughs> now, now, running your service truck, do you, do you prefer to have the equipment brought to your shop or do you like coming out in the truck and wrenching out in the field? Um, a lot of it depends on, on what it is. Yeah. Uh, if we're doing, like if we're doing, uh, you know, an engine job on something, depending upon what the piece of equipment is. Um, I mean, if it's something big and it's a pain to move, yeah, hell no, I'll go out there, pull an engine, bring it back here, do everything in the shop and then take it back. Um, but in, in my position, honestly, I absolutely love being in the service truck and going out and working in the field because when I'm at the shop, it's constantly, all right, you know, I've got this guy, this guy, this guy showing up and then there's a salesman shows up. And you, then, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you've got, this guy comes and then, all right, well, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And then. Then you got Joe you know, from down the road that just passes by and spends some time shooting the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Answer the phone. Yeah. Next. Answer the phone. Do this, do yeah. this. And then when you get in the truck and you leave, when you go to do something on the road, nobody knows where you're at. You just, you go out and it's, it, it is peaceful and you just, get to do your thing out there. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize about starting your own company. I, in fact, I would say that's that's where the majority of people 
don't understand what's involved in starting your own company. Just because you're good at doing the work doesn't mean you can go fire up a business and you just get to do more of the work. They there's a whole aspect of the behind the scenes, a of what second job, sees, yeah, yeah, of all of the other shit you just described that goes into having that business. And in a lot of times, it's far easier and way less complicated to just continue to be an employee somewhere doing the shit that you love doing. Yeah, but they think they get to just bill these hours, charge X amount, and drive around looking out the windshield. They think that's just what it's going to be because that's just what they envision. Right. Like, I couldn't run my business without my wife doing all my books. Right. And all the extra It's a shitload of logistics on the back end of everything. Right. But no one thinks about that. When Zach talks about, you know, that paperwork, I don't do it until it's sitting there staring at me. I've been there, dude. That is miserable. It is. Where you, you know you've there. got three straight days of doing paperwork? Yeah, and yeah. You, you've worked for like two weeks straight. Yep. Now you're starting to get to the point where you can't even, you don't even know keep track of where what, where was what. Then you start missing a couple bucks here, or you could miss a couple bucks there, and then you ship out a bill and someone calls, and they're like, hey, what's this bill? And you're like, oh shit! And then you forget you don't have your well, side notes. Remember a month and a half ago when I did this and this and this and this, and I covered back up, so you didn't see what I did, but I That's did. Right. <laughs> and there's a bill. And so. there's a bill. And I was flying half mast when I got there, so yeah. there's a little surcharge on there. <laughs> a half mast surcharge. <laughs> <laughs> but so you, I'm gonna have I'm to t- go to a service call just dressed up like cousin Eddie or something like that. Hell yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> Now, do you, do you guys use do you guys use any kind of software, or are you still just doing old school pencil paper billing? Um, so I use QuickBooks. Um, as I mean, outside of that, we just we pretty well have just sheets uh, with just individual like here's this PO, these guys here, all these you know all these parts for this project is built to this PO number. Um, just kind of a just a, a real basic system. Yep. Uh, nothing too crazy. What's the but coolest project you've ever worked on? The pond. Oh man. <laughs> Weed in the pond. Weed in the pond. Was it was awesome. <laughs> Until she went rogue. <laughs> um, we've got some, we've got some, uh, some pretty good customers who've given us some pretty neat projects. Um, we uh we do a lot with the marathon petroleum like marathon pipelines. Oh really? Uh, we wow. do a lot with some of those guys. All right. Um, they've sent us some some pretty neat stuff. I but I mean, I don't know. I can't really say that there's been you know one big thing you know aside from another. Um, we do get we we do get lucky every now and then and and have some some real cake work jobs, but. We've got our main customer, our that's a excavating company. Um, they're a handful of times before when they're looking to unload some equipment or update equipment, yeah. trucks, stuff like that. It's a hey, here, here's here's the budget to work with. Find us something, and then you just get to sit down and scour scour the internet and everything else, and then one. So they, one they night, turn you into a broker. Yeah, damn near. Yeah, right. Uh, I got a phone call one night, and it was uh, like nine o'clock. And he calls me. He's, "What are you doing?" Like, uh, in the shop. Okay, well, I just sent you a link. Pull it up on the computer. 
but I pulled it up. I'm like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. It was goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Did you look that one up? <laughs> no, no I, still have, I still have yet to do that. You know like, what? All the smart ones won't look it up. I was going to say, how many of our listeners actually looked that up after listening to that one episode? You know what? If you looked it up, head over on Instagram and let us know on Sweat and Grimes' Instagram page if you looked up Goatsy. <laughs> Take Todd, start a conversation with all, him. All you need to post in the comments is, I know. <laughs> I wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't. There you go. That that should be the catcher. Hashtag I wish I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now you guys you guys are you guys yourselves, you guys also farm, right? Yep. All right. How many acres? Yeah, what do you guys farm and then what's your guys' main crop you guys got going? Uh so we do uh corn, beans, and wheat. All right. So we, we do that ourselves and then um, we've also got a, we got a little bit larger machine. So then we do custom harvest stuff in the fall as well. Gotcha. For all their local farmers or whatever. Yeah. So there's a couple of farmers around us that they don't have combines. So right. we take care of their stuff and then it never fails. There'll be somebody uh, in our area that either the machine broke down or because of weather or something like that. Gotcha. That they'll, they'll hire us to come in and, and help them finish stuff up. All right. What kind what's that? What combine do you guys run? Uh, John Deere, uh, just a 9650. All right. I was going to say my, my cousins, they have a couple hundred acres out in Wisconsin and they just drove all the way out to say, gosh, like Minnesota or something like that and picked up a 9600. This mm-hmm. thing's a beast. Like they, you know, at, tires had to come off it. You know, they built a special rig for the, for the, what is it? The harvester, yeah, the head and all that stuff. So my dad was out there last week. And they're in full harvest season, so he was there just being uh, the the flagger guy driving down the road, and people are trying to pass him, and all of a sudden they try to pass it on the side of the road, and it's like those the what are those the uh, uh, little the head sticking up way further than they thought, you know? And they're like, oh, back into the back of the line. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, but that thing's a beast, though. Now, oh, Zach, yeah. no, that's if there's if there was anything that you could see change in the mechanic industry or the farming industry what would that be that would benefit everybody um one thing i think that would be very helpful is like on the compared to the automotive side um automotive i mean the information is out there on on repairing mm-hmm. equipment uh, all that stuff uh, as far as far as trucks vehicles everything else yeah on on the equipment side, um, a lot of that stuff gets to be locked up pretty pr- proprietary. Yeah, I was going to say so, everything's proprietary I, on their end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and as far as you know, manual stuff like that, it's. I mean, you can usually get some stuff, but then as when you get into newer stuff like software wise, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a it's a, it's a huge struggle because it's you know nobody wants to just give that stuff away, and I mean you you've really got to you've really got to pay for that stuff, and yeah. there's nothing to where there's, you know, an aftermarket, like, you know, on on the Mm -hmm. truck side, you know, okay, we got a snap on scanner. Cool. We can take that scanner and plug into any of these trucks, read everything. You know, it's, it's really hard to do that. It's a John Deere. It's a, you know, whatever you got to get to them, pay for that. Yeah. John Deere, you use, you are, if you're going to plug into it and do this and that, you're going to use John Deere service advisor or cat, you got to use 
sis caddy key stuff like that mm-hmm. um there is there's a couple companies that have something out there to do that with you know plug in and, and do some readings and whatnot but it's it's fairly generic um it's not as in depth as what some repair shops need it to be gotcha so um, so this kind of goes into a big current topic of conversation. How do you feel about the whole right to repair conversation going on right now? That is, yeah, that's, that is a whole rabbit hole right there. Um, Let's dive down. And that's, <laughs> Let's go boy. Strap in maybe. <laughs> so one of the, one of the things that really gets me is like, if you go and you buy a brand new piece of equipment, um, like ag equipment through deer, and you're not really, when you go in you sign your paperwork, your contracts, everything else, you're not really truly owning it. Basically you're paying deer. Here's all this, you know, shitload of money for basically a, a lifetime rent of it because the way that all that stuff's set up, like you don't actually get to truly purchase it because if you purchased it and you technically owned it and everything else, well then whatever software is in those computers is yours and they don't mm-hmm. want that. So right. you're just, you're basically just buying a lifetime rent is all it is. That's wild. Um, is yeah, that, with, every, like, is that you know, with all major heavy equipment and egg the, companies? Or it's the majority of them. I mean, it's, if you think about it, construction side, egg side, yeah, any piece of equipment nowadays is so computerized that the yeah. first thing you're going to do is plug into it with a computer. Well, if they won't sell you the software because you're not a dealership, guess what? Go get fucked. Yep. And that's kind of the conversation that's being had right now. And I will say, I will never say this on a on one of my more public platforms, but I interviewed both sides of that conversation. Yeah. And the rebuttal to right to repair was, well, the dealerships will lose out on service calls. <laughs> they can't keep up with service I, calls. I'm like, <laughs> if that's your best argument you can come back with is the dealerships will suffer. Come on, guys! Yeah. Like <laughs> this is well. How sh- how can you justify charging customers more money just to support a dealership system that really? Why is the dealership system even in place to begin with? I heard that. I, I just like why would you not? Why why can't you buy direct from a de- from from a manufacturer? And it's only because of this weird dealership system we have set up. And now you're telling me your biggest argument against right to repair is you don't want to impact the dealership system that you set up. Get rid of the dealership system if that's the only thing keeping them in business. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing with the dealership, though. It's just like the online dealerships. When we talk to some of those folks and they're creating these dealerships that are all virtual and you could go through and buy and service and you could find anything anywhere and rent stuff. You know, you have to go in. They're like, you're replacing a dealership. You're not really replacing. Ooh. You're just making it a little more convenient. And right. For the user. Yeah. We're the kind of people that don't want to walk in and talk to every motherfucker that's in there. Right. I just want to know how much that is or how long it's going to take to get something fixed. Yeah. What's so, your take on it, Zach? It's not. I don't think that it's a, you know, hey, get rid of the dealership. You know, they have no purpose because I mean. In an essence, I mean, they do. Um, it's it's kind of interesting when you when going from working in a dealership and then doing it on the side to kind of get like I guess look at two different sides of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I mean, the like when you when there's a new product that comes out, okay, 
Joe blow off the street that just buys a, that just buys a new machine and okay, well this new integrated. So like this auto tracker, this GPS system or something like that, when it comes out, you know, if nobody knows about it, you know, it's never really going to get used to its full function. And at the same time, if nobody knows about it, there's a really good chance that somebody's going to fuck it up. But the, like the, the training side of it on, on the dealership is, I mean, it, it is hands down, very, very helpful, very informative. And, and it's, you know, and they do a very good job of at least the experiences that I had had to where, Hey, we're going to teach you. Here's this, 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 here's the ins and outs, so on and so forth. And then if you, if you completed that training on this new product line or this or this, and you got your certification, then when warranty work came in, you get to hit that only, yeah, only, only the people who went through the training are the ones who were certain, you know, were technically allowed to do warranty repairs. Yeah. And the, the warranty, the warranty side of it is where you start to see, all right, well, look, you know, they, they had tested a product for, you know, hours and hours and hours on end with whatever they did for testing their product. Okay. Well, in this scenario, the shit ain't working. And okay, well, when you put it in this field and you do this and you do this, then you start to see the the trend of, all right, well, these machines are going to have an issue at this point in time with this. So then like, as that stuff gets some hours on it and, and as you start to see like a, a trend in something with equipment, you know, the dealership always sees it first because the, especially if it's under anything under warranty, nobody that, wants to pay, wants to pay to get something fixed. Yeah. That's if, the natural aggregator of all of those problems. Warranty, yeah. 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 And, and I mean, we deal with that all the time. Like we'll have guys that'll, it'll bring stuff into the shop and it'll still be under warranty and they'll tell us, well, Hey, we want you to fix it. It's like, well, this is, this is covered by your dealer. Yeah. So it's either you're going to pay, pay me. Us. Yeah. It's either you're going to pay us to fix it or you can have them fix it for free. Yeah. And what, you know, as some stuff gets older, everything else, you know, you already know that, all right, well, Hey, when this stuff has this hours on it, this is what happens or this many miles, this is what happens. So then as the stuff comes out of warranty, you can start getting preventative maintenance, you know, plans put together. Well, yeah. It, it, it all, it all kind of works together. Um, the, on, on the individual or the, um, the, the repair side that is, you know, nothing to do with dealership, you know, like what we do, it, it makes it a lot easier to wear, like you say, preventative maintenance, or, you know, here's this, 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 or if you're specializing in a, in a brand or a certain type of equipment that you can, you can help your customers by kind of guiding them with what you need to do or when they're buying and selling stuff, Hey, work with this, stay away from this. Um, I gotcha. but that's kind of one of those things where if you got rid of the dealership, you know, without them, you wouldn't really have a lot of that time frame gap to to work with or that you know that previous knowledge out there very and, true and and I get that and and I'm I don't think we should do away with dealerships but at the same time my whole my knee jerk reaction when I when I interviewed those people was if your strongest case against right to repair is only that it's going to hurt dealerships. I'm sorry. 
that in my mind is not worth charging customers a shitload of extra money just to limp along a dealership. Right. I mean, the dealership needs to adapt and change and find other revenue streams or adjust accordingly. Hey, if the dealership can't make it, bon voyage, motherfucker. I mean, that's it. That's business. It, it, you got to figure it out. But that's I, not. I could buy a machine like I buy shit from Amazon. Fucking order it, watch that shit drop off yeah. fucking in my yard. And, and then you, as They're long as you got a reliable that guy way. that's going to work on it. You find a guy like Zach, you fuck, call him up, say, fix my shit. I'm good. And that's the thing is so many people uh, get so hooked on the dealership as as if it's they're the only ones that can work on it and do a good job. But at the, at the, in reality, you find someone local that does really good work. Who gives a fuck if it's out of warranty? Right. You got a solid dude that knows that machine inside now. He's going to get the job done and he's yep. either going to buy parts through the dealership or he's going to go, you know, third party. Well, and just like Zach said, a lot of these people that are on their own worked for a dealership. Exactly. So they they got all the knowledge. Exactly. It's just they don't have the proprietary information to tie well, into. The- so that's that's my question for you is currently with the way things are, Zach, are you able to purchase John Deere software to get into these machines and work on them? Uh, yes and no. So one thing that you can do through Deere is uh, if you are willing to pay a healthy subs- uh, subscription premium you can purchase their uh well rent their john deere service advisor <laughs> software yeah you he, basically here you provide them a laptop at a dealership and then they'll upload your they'll upload software on there but it's still it's not dealer level software so like gotcha. you can look up all the you can look up all the manuals for all your equipment you know like you can look up the service manuals the operation you know all that stuff but they still uh, so keep the you, know, the, you know, the secret sauces yeah, for their dealerships. That far away. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so then if you want to pay a little bit more, then you can get the option to where, all right, well, here's another, here's a handheld that you can, you know, basically plug into the laptop and then plug into the uh, machine. piece of machinery. And at that point in time, it's, mm-hmm. it's a glorified code reader and that's it. So but, you can't really adjust anything. No. No, if you, even with that stuff, like you don't get the option to reprogram any controllers. Like if there's a software update, like just a, a general, say you got a hydraulic controller that has a software update out for it. You know, there's a glitch to fix something. You don't get that. You don't have the ability to do that. Jeez. Um, dead in the tracks. That's yeah. So, I mean, like I say, I mean, you can, you can pay a lot of money and get a glorified code reader, but that's, I mean, that's about it. However, there is... Um, I mean, there are, there are plenty of people who do it, who sell them. I mean, you just get on, I mean, there's Facebook groups for you can hijack the system. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, you log in and there's a giant pirate flag on your screen while yeah. it's loading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you but it's a deer skull. You don't know anybody that does it though. Nope. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, we, we have a, we have a, we've got a, uh, one of the tough book laptops that i mean it's got john Deere service advisor it's got cat sis it's got stuff for bobcat for case i mean all that stuff on there um and it's i mean all it is is just hey some dude found a way to to copy the software and then just copied it and then i mean it's just a quote-unquote black label or 
black market laptop. You know what? That, but it's got all that stuff on there. What a great segue into the the continuing conversation on this show about all of the aspects of the trades that you don't think about. Hackers. You can mm-hmm. have a job in the blue collar world <laughs> hacking <laughs> dealership software. I, it, like, I right, laugh. Fuck the I, bank accounts, dude. Go I, for them. I, I laughingly say it, but at the same time, there's a lucrative market there because of this whole right to repair thing. And I will say, too, when I did that interview, another line that I internally laughed at is, well, well, dealerships currently, I would say the industry does support the ability for you to work on your own equipment or have a third party work on it. And yet here we are talking to someone in the third party that's going, yeah, you can you can read codes. <laughs> 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 it's just like, come on, guys, quit. It's such it's I mean, so it, clearly it, a money grab. Oh, it, it is. It but is. The thing of it is, like, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the for like the. The no-no stuff. Um, Ooh, what is the no-no stuff? You're on sweat and grime. If you yeah. say no-no stuff, you have to delve into it. This goes back to the pine talk. Yeah, exactly. That was a lot of no-no stuff. That's what grew Zach up. That's right. That's when Zach came a boy to a man. No, 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 not, not quite. You didn't come a man then, huh? No, because you played for the other team. Remember? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Or the same team. Same team. Now you're changing your story. No, he was Before consistent it was the with same that. team. Now you said it was the other team. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, what other, he... other team, same team. She was she was competition, not what you, she was competition at that point. It's your story. It's your pack. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Um back to what Brian was saying. Um <laughs> Boy, boy, we skirted around that question. <laughs> he was a boy still pounding the <laughs> We have to give you shit, Zach. Um, I'm sorry. We have to. Oh, no, that's perfectly fine. Actually, I was really hoping that uh, Greg was going to be on the show because I just had one question. Oh, yeah. That's all I wanted to know. Well, answer. Well, what is it? Okay. What is it? You can okay. call him up. When yeah. you no, when you when you hear when you hear somebody talk like just on the podcast, actually, hang on, like hang that, tight. Hang, to, I'll call him up. Hang tight. We're gonna, we're you know what? Hang tight, Zach. You you sit tight for just a second, my man. All right, we will be right back. Wait, what? He's we're going to call Greg. <laughs> Fuck that. Right. Calling Greg right now. We're can we patch him in? Yeah. Oh hell yeah, we're patching him in three way. <laughs> you get you get to ask Greg motherfucking Johnson this call. We just got to merge him. Come on, Greg. Pick up your phone. The one time he doesn't answer. I know. This is... He'll answer. He won't. He's not going to do it. I just text him. Answer your phone. You son of a bitch. He's not going to answer. He's probably fucking pounding the cat right now. Probably. All right. He didn't answer, but he might call back. And when he calls back, we will get him to answer your question. We will make this happen, Zach. So you... What's what's your question? What is the question? We'll answer it. Okay, so when you hear somebody talk or or whatnot, whether the radio podcast or, not, or yeah. phone, whatever, oh, so you just get this predetermined image of somebody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Don't ask me why. Ever since you guys have had him on there, I have always just imagined him to be like 
Farva from Super Troopers. That is that is the, that is the image I have in my head. I love it. Yeah, you're pretty close to Farva. I'm gonna tell you right now. We are absolutely thing. not gonna say a goddamn word when Greg calls back, and we are gonna let Zach just play that one right out, just yeah. so we can get Greg's reaction. <laughs> <to that. laughs> this is gonna be. Mm. Tell Greg, call us ASAP. I want a liter of cola. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if that is that so, is incredible. So, while you're thinking of this spectacular image of Greg, how did this even come about? It's just when he was on our show, he was listening to him. Okay, well, this one time at Bank. <laughs> how, how did it even come about that he looks like Farva? No, he sounds like Farva. He just, he just. What, what no, episode I, really made gave you that Farva vibe? Oh God. Or or conversation. Uh, either, either either anytime that he has talked about, uh, either anytime that it's you know anything to do with plumbing shit anything <laughs> like that, or when you guys started in on the uh, the flex time stuff. Oh yeah, like how defensive he got on it. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> flex time shit. <laughs> The flex time, solidified that it. flex time conversation. I don't know that I've ever seen Rick or Greg that worked up on a topic. That flex time conversation. <laughs> and the funny thing was, is I just kept poking the bear for the sake of poking the bear, and they were getting more and more worked up. And I was just like, "Yes, Brian's been yes. on fucking flex time ever since I met the fucker." Fuel the fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Greg had the, Greg had the perfect response when he walked into his shop the next day. He's like, hey guys, what do you think about flex time? And he gets telling them what it is and everything else. They're like, this is great. He's like, all right, great. We're starting flex time tomorrow, twelve hour shifts. Well, if he said, <laughs> he said we're working half days, and everyone was like, oh, yeah. awesome. He's like, there's twenty four hours in a day, and we're gonna work twelve. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> He's great. He's fucking great. We got him, we got him coming out. We're gonna do a show tomorrow with him. Oh he's yeah, he blast. will. Yeah, he's going to be on the podcast next week. So now, uh, Zach, what's the age bracket of the guys working at your shop? By the way, the feet tickler story next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how you got quiet just talking about feet ticklers. Oh, dude, it's, dude, it's going to be so good. Did Did you hear about the feet tickler story, Zach? We've We've dropped <laughs> hints about it. Titan's going to be tickling Brian's feet. <laughs> So I was on Instagram. I, well, I wasn't even why, on Instagram. Why are we even talking about yeah, it? Yeah, you're going to hear it in about two weeks. I thought we'd drop a little teaser because right. people haven't heard. So I was, I just, one night Instagram dinged on me and it was the question from a total stranger first interaction I've ever had with him. Have you ever had your sock covered feet tickled? And I'll just leave it at that. Because a whole, because of course, me being who I am, I was like, "Oh, we're diving into this. We are not going to ignore this. We are going to accept this message, and we're going deep." <laughs> on that note, and on that note, Greg Johnson will be here for the reading of that feet tickler conversation. <laughs> but uh, I guess my only worry is how how uh, how enjoy how enjoyable was the conversation for you. For me, oh fucking! Yeah. I had to change did. my pants. Brian dove right into it. Was it was incredible. I had to change my pants. It was so good. And the more we chatted, the more happy 
You want to talk about your surcharge? I was charging double on that night. <laughs> Jesus. It was good. So, yes, next week, look forward to the feet tickler. <laughs> the, oh, when you say it that way, it sounds like a Sesame Street character, doesn't That's great. it? We're here with Oscar so, the Grouch and the feet tickler. Some, some of the guests next week for Halloween are going to be walking around. As the feet tickler? The feet tickler. Yeah, that's good. Get like one of those little feather dusters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you tickling, buddy? So, so, so Zach, what, what's just one of your favorite things in life? Totally unrelated to the diesel world. What is just one of your favorite things in life? Tell us a bit about you. Um, I, oh boy. Uh, I like... Big butts, flight. and I cannot lie. Yes, that too. <laughs> and uh, big butts, push light, guns, um, all sorts of stuff. I don't know. I'm nothing. I'm nothing too crazy. Everybody <laughs> makes fun of me for being a homebody. All right, Zach. I'm gonna pull you to the side, <laughs> like like I did someone else. And, and where did he touch you? We're we're on a podcast. We have to give us something to work with here. So. Think for just a second, so, and I'll give you a redo. Hey, Zach. What's tell us about yourself? What's something crazy you love? <laughs> I like watching I like, midgets bang. <laughs> Anything will work, I the, Zach. <laughs> I thought the question was about me, not you. <laughs> you know what? When there's a lack of response, we have to fill in. It's an obligation on this show. Yeah, Brian. Brian just fully started throwing his fetish out there. I uh, have you. So have you ever it. tried it? <laughs> no. See, I see. I hear a lot of judgment from people in the room, and no one can sit here and say they watch a video. Why would I watch two midgets bang when they can't even crawl up on the bed? Why does it have to be in a bed? Let's dive into that, Rick. Mm. I feel like there's a there's a psychology thing here. Why does it have to be in the bed? I just feel like, you know, if a midget can't walk through the same door. They can. Without getting can hit by the fucking doorknob. Door oh. Like, you know. Wait, how do you walk through a doorway that you're getting hit by the doorknob? <laughs> Thank you, Zach. I didn't want to call him on it, but you did. God <laughs> damn it, you're a champion. But you got to think. Doorknob, the fucking the warrior. <laughs> if the midget walks in, the doorknob is the same size Zach as his fucking just head. God. yanked his helmet down and went full on. Fuck you, Rick. <laughs> You have the old tiny house that has two part doors. That you, just, yeah. like, you can yeah, open right. the top How does that what, work? Wouldn't that be like the courteous thing to do for a midget to have a two part door? They can I mean, use a full size door. Yeah, but then they got to reach further. Do you really have that many midgets come to your house? You got to be that courteous. That, well, that's that's yes, Brian. Answer that. I I do not. I I do not, and I believe they. They people. prefer to be called little people. Yes. I do not have little people frequent my house, but I will say. So how, how do you talk to your wife, Brian, when my, you're watching two midgets bang? Well, Are you getting down on this, honey? Do you think we're chatting during that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really see that being a fucking turn on, brother. <laughs> we, we took a dramatic turn here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just sitting here like my jaws dropped. Like, yeah. I'm just, what's so, going on? What has happened to us? So we're girlfriend's going to fucking leave him after this so, episode. So Todd looked, Todd looked down at his text messages for five <laughs> seconds and next thing he knows, he's in the midget middle humming. of a uh, little people orgy. And, and God, we caught him by surprise. He hasn't you know, even had time to unzip. 
<laughs> the little guy just heard it getting right at her. <laughs> Son of a bitch only had to pull down the zipper. So, Zach, what the hell is that you're building at your, uh, is that your house that you're building, that silo? Uh, little what? tiny no, thing. Are you really going to try to bring this back to a real conversation? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, Zach, exactly. what is the craziest thing? Hey, we just had <laughs> midget wrestling this year at Defileville Fair. Did they really? Yeah, they cut, remember Cribs, Ricky yeah, Cribs? Yeah, yeah. So on Thursdays, they actually cut the tractor poles and they replaced it with fucking midget wrestling. So they took out tractor poles been because here for like 200 years. More people prefer. I guess the stands were packed. So what you're saying, <laughs> if I'm interpreting with this correctly, binoculars. you guys ridiculed me over midget. I haven't said shit. And, and here we are that they pulled tractor poles for midget softcore is what you're saying. You guys, I feel I feel like I don't I don't need to apologize at this Did point. Did you buy how many tickets? I didn't buy any tickets. That's the beautiful thing. You then know. why why are you in the midget porn? I'm really not. Right? Hey, yeah, that's right. I only yes the high quality. I don't I don't deal with that riffraff internet <laughs> pornography. My midget's got to roll up in a Mercedes Benz. Buy cable <laughs> pay per view porn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, high quality, high class. My midget must have a chain that is longer than him. I smoke a cigar while wearing a smoking jacket while I look at my pornography. <laughs> As you twirl your mustache. As yeah. I twirl my mustache, that's right. <laughs> that, is, that is already curled up on each side. <laughs> oh, God. I hope no, we're, we're veering back into get away from this crazy shit show that we got. We're going. making Matt uncomfortable. So what the hell are you building at your at your house? You know what that means when someone gets really uncomfortable in a <laughs> right conversation? Silo. Come on, bring it back. We're, fuck. we're actually hitting on the midget porn guy. <laughs> I got caught watching it once and I don't want to read it. All right. <laughs> Matt, Matt read it a midget tossing game and it was a whole different experience. I've never seen it in person, but so uh Tijuana. We we lived right by the, the deja vu, the strip club in Ipsy back mm -hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. And they're highlighting that the what was it the Britney Spears impersonator, the midget Britney Spears stripper, <laughs> was going to be at the Deja Vu. So we sat in the parking lot across the street waiting to capture, and we never saw her until the end of the night. You have to go in the building, Matt. You can't sit in the parking yeah. You got to go where you got to pay, brother. I, I totally misunderstood where this was we taking just place. To see it and be like, you were you were like the guys that were going to hijack it. Yeah. <laughs> So well, I never went. The midget we're Britney Spears bring it to our house and have a party. Seven. Yeah, you know we we <laughs> did look news. up midget Britney <laughs> is missing. <laughs> we did look up events to do shit one day when we were back in the day when we'd have our crazy parties and this and that. And there is a you could actually rent midgets for midget tossing. <laughs> like they come, they show up, and they they wear these harnesses. And you could grab them and you like chuck them at the bowling pins and shit. <laughs> I was like, what in the fuck, dude? That's jacked up on so many levels. On Isn't so it? many levels. That's just, that's totally and I, and wrong. I think it's only like four ninety nine. <laughs> it's half off. <laughs> Did you see this on QVC? <laughs> like, like, what? Get two for free. Exactly. Two midges for free. Price of one. For the price of one. You know, you know, I'm not going to discriminate. Harnesses included. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Jesus. You know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. They're you know, good people too. Unfortunately, I think if we ever do make it big, this is going to be one of the episode snippets that's pulled and they're like, did you say that? You made fun of little people. And we're like, God damn it, that was taken out of context. And then and they play the whole Tom thing was trying out. to steer away from it, but he, they kept on going down <laughs> the road. You're going to see Scrooge McDuck's fucking show up. It's like this two foot tall motherfucking... Duck with his attorney. What is he, what is he talking about? Door and punch you in the nuts. Yeah, right? Douche and then run away. <laughs> Hide underneath our studio table. And then the midget tossing people are going to be there in their harnesses too as they go to court. <laughs> you son of a bitches are going down. It's like the, the little bug could chew, but the adult version. Yeah. And that is how we went to court for midget tossing. <laughs> It all started with an interview with Zach. Hey, how do you think the Fisher Price fucking toys come about? What are you talking about? No. You, you draw some of the craziest conclusions. Like you you throw a lasso out to the stars and the first one you grab, you wrangle in and you're like, God damn it, we're running with this. Hey, Zach, how do you talk about the little houses and shit? How do you bid sheep, Zach, from their back? Exactly. Exactly. I listened to that episode today, I, and I'm like, yeah. where did he get that like, bidden sheep? I'm like, he was talking about fucking sheep fences. So, Zach. I love you. What oh is God. the craziest thing you're into? None of what you guys talk about. Well, there's got to be something. Come on. Give us something. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope oh, Greg calls soon. He, he's a high tight. Oh man. Oh God. Uh, neat and tidy. That's what he's into. Zach, you know what? <laughs> Zach watches that like that like stainless. Oh. You, you know the guys that take the the, yeah. the toys that are all corroded, everything they restore them. Yeah. Like Zach. Zach Zach's jerking off to that stuff. Oh, yeah. He would like a midget cleaner. That's right. Jesus. A midget no. cleaner. <laughs> Zach, now what about a midget mechanic so they could get underneath the truck and you don't have to hurt your back no more? No, that'd be fucking handy. <laughs> right? Like, get down there, you little know, guy. God damn it. Now that I think about it. <laughs> or, or like a tight spot. You could kind of just like hook him up to the truck and crane him on down. <laughs> This is, boy, we have gone down quite the rabbit hole this evening. Oh, dude, you just wait till we meet like the midget Mike Tyson. Oh, ladies and... He's going to be a step stool to bite your ear. Well, exactly. And could you imagine the lisp? Yeah, yeah, but he's going to graze the nut sack. Can you get that high? Hey, guys. It's not nice to make fun of us. Did you guys see my tiger? <laughs> Uh, oh, we're God. all going to all hell. Right, yeah. Fuck it. All right, Todd. Um, you hey, know Zach. what? I can already, I can already see how this is going to go. The next job that Matt has to go bid is going to be at a midget's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk in and I'm like, oh fuck, the tiniest bathroom. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell him what I do as a hobby as a podcaster. <laughs> Matt, Matt be like, I ain't fucking tripping please, on acid again. Please don't ever listen to this podcast. Yes. Please don't ever listen. <laughs> yeah, Todd's going to roll and be like, yeah, we do sweat and grime. <laughs> he won't even get payment. No. You'll be half. You'll be halfway through their bathroom, and then you're gonna walk out, and they're gonna be standing in the living room, just tapping their little feet. The fuck like out of me. <laughs> we're, we're going. We're going to be getting back to that midget porn. Uh, can I get my check, please? <laughs> now, now, Zach, if uh, there's any advice that you could give to some of the young fellers getting into the industry, what would that be? 
don't come on sweat and oh, grind. Depends on, you know, I mean, obviously what side of the industry you're on. If you're going to do anything mechanical, be prepared for your body to be absolutely fucking tore apart and shit when you get older. Um, but honestly, one of the best things I could say is if you see where there's not like, if there's a bunch of people looking for something and there's not a lot of options out there, go for it. Because if you can provide an option or an alternative yeah if you can provide something that you know is very limited or you know not as many other people are you can open a lot of doors with a lot of people and some good money yeah yeah that too (laughs) right that's always always a plus and that's why it's great having a nine inch penis (laughs) Jesus, that way the midget could do the line of coke off of it oh my god Oh my god! This is I'm so done. Oh god, so done. We're gonna we're gonna have a, a coming to God after this episode, and we're gonna restructure our sweat and grime. God. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, our I listenership like- at this point does not listen to this show for the intelligence. They love their fucking train wrecks. <laughs> I feel like you guys are sitting over there just pulling cards out of the uh, cards of humanity. That's a great idea. We should Thank do you. an episode with a guest that doesn't have any clue that's what we're doing. We should just start. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, Greg. Oh, we got Greg. Is he on the phone? Hey, we're going to call you from Brian's phone real quick. Tell him to call me. Answer it. Okay, all right. Oh, Greg. All right, here we go. Hang hang on the all line, right, Zach, all right? Unfortunately, Zach, our brains are the cards of humanity. We don't even need the games. All right, we, we'll be right back. Yeah. But nobody talk. Let Zach just do his thing. Yellow. All right, hang Greg, tight. Here we hang go. Hang on. Zach. Go on. All right, Zach. All right, here we are. We're going to go mute. Zach, this is Greg. Greg, Zach. Zach, go ahead and ask Greg your question. (laughs) Who's Zach and what am I doing? Greg, just answer the fucking question. Go ahead, Zach. I'm drinking beer in a bulldozer right now. (laughs) I love it. Zach, go ahead and answer the question. (laughs) So what what I asked them, I said, after listening to you on the podcast, hearing you talk a little bit this that and the other i just have this predetermined image in my head and i i had to ask i'm like is greg anything like farba farva from super troopers because that is exactly what i picture that would be sweet i'd be a little bit fatter but i i, I mean maybe if i had a mustache i could probably be farva Fuck it. We're, we're gonna cut your we're gonna just grow a mustache grow out a mustache you. greg and we'll get a I picture. I mustache for a while. I can send pictures. It looks ridiculous. Well, I mean, you're going to have to cut the mullet, though. That's the problem. Oh, boy. Well, I can put it up in, like, a bun or something. Give <laughs> a liter of cola, Greg. Yeah. That's for the gay midget to do him. Greg Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, offering to put his hair up in a bun. Right, yeah. Just hide it in my hat. Yeah. And be like, this is Officer Rod Farva. <laughs> that way his boyfriend's got something to pull. I need a liter of cola. <laughs> it's for a cop 
<laughs> it's for a cap. For a cap. <laughs> Greg, come walking up to your door with the fucking high rise shorts and shit. The fucking bald the bulging. <laughs> Oh yeah, just nuts hanging out one side. Yeah, yeah in fact, I help. would say that's probably the more accurate comparison. Is you're more like Lieutenant Dangle, right? I probably should buy a Camaro. <laughs> but only if it's like an '80s model. Yes. Yeah, no, it'd be '81, like just with a no, piece of with, shit. No with the huge Firebird no emblem right on the hood. Yeah, intake on top. I mean, <laughs> I've kind of monitored one anyway, so might as well. Uh, yeah, go <laughs> Next all week, out. We're going to see Greg showing up to our freaking studio. Just <laughs> Greg, Greg's going to be here tomorrow. Thank you for your commentary, Greg. We I appreciate you. Well, there's a 70% chance I'm going to be there tomorrow. A 70% chance of Greg tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. That's like the Michigan weather. That yeah. is. Now, yeah, Zach, I mean, Zach, does that answer your question of Greg Johnson? He's drinking a beer and. Driving his bolt over with fucking LED <laughs> lights on at night and nine o'clock in the night. middle of the night. <laughs> he's not going for a perfect grade. And, and by no, the way, not even close. This dozer, he's not a. This dozer is not a modern day dozer that has the nice LED package. Greg's out there with a freaking oh, candle no, and a magnifying no, glass. No, no, Greg's has, Greg's modified to has, LEDs. Yeah, it has the most modern day package as of like two days ago. Yeah. So you're yeah, running light up the the world. You're running the Model T of dozers, but yeah. you have upgraded with an LED light package. That's because he works Dude, all you day can see long. This thing from space. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he works all day long. So this is the only downtime he has. Is when it's dark. Well, if you break down, we got Zach on the line, and he will send a few midgets your way to repair it from Buffalo, <laughs> Ohio. Zach, do you have midgets? Hold on. No, you guys but be quiet. <laughs> we got to get to the midgets? bottom of this, goddammit. <laughs> yes, Greg. He has a fucking fleet of two mechanics that are midgets. <laughs> yeah. Dude, where do you live and how much? <laughs> they're half price, Greg, because they're only half this tall. <laughs> I was going to say they're a quarter price each or half each. <laughs> I'll just half, out. Half, of, half of normal half of normal like a 10 millimeter looks huge in their hand <laughs> yeah, yeah I, Greg's, Greg's already envisioning like I just took that son of a bitch down a culvert so the exactly, exactly. But yeah, just send like, him down there with the pressure washer wand the, fucking, the vac truck he's just gonna have midges cleaning yeah, with the pressure washer wand Greg's gonna, yeah, Greg's gonna have him like leaning up against a quart of oil. <laughs> Greg's gonna have booster seats on his vac truck with fucking seat belts to put them on there. Cinderblocks tight tied to the gas pedal. Come on, I, guys. You know in. what? I tell you what. That's that's the magical thing about it, though. Is you can send them down in the hole, and when they're ready to come back out, you just gotta hover that vac tube right over top of them at the right space, and they'll <laughs> hover to the top. An entire midget. <laughs> yeah. Or if you yeah. lost them, you only lost a half a person. <laughs> the problem is with midgets, like, if you're hungry, if you eat their lunch, you don't get much. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a toddler's snack pack. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to this hell. Is, I was going to say, this is quite possibly the podcast that will ruin our careers. <laughs> well, fucking careers. I, I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, everybody loves to pick on midgets. I don't care who you are. <laughs> We were, we were talking know, about. Are you guys calling me on the podcast? You're yeah, 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 podcast or no? Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I just incriminated myself in so many ways. Yeah, whatever. Go, 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 go get back to your beer drinking on your dozer. 
You guys want to come over when you're done? I got like 20 more feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tomorrow night. We'll see you tomorrow. So who do we got on right now? Who is this? Zach. What's the scoop? Zach's Zach, I, I got Zach, but I mean, the midget mechanic? Look, <laughs> yeah. what we've established is Zach likes things neat and tidy. <laughs> and you, That's can only, okay. you can only reach halfway up. Well, his his employees can. <laughs> Zach is a full size person. Yeah, that's true. You're a full size and you employ midgets. That's what I got. Pretty much. Greg, meet Zach. Did I ever tell you the story when I got into a fight with a midget? <laughs> what did you do? Get on your knees? No, it's I have he, pictures of this. This seems midget, very, uh, very one sided. What do you mean? It wasn't. It, it wasn't bad. I mean, like he did well. Because he but, could punch you right in the nuts. <laughs> You know, I'll give you a real quick rendition of what happened is we were at a bonfire. Of course, we had a couple of cocktails, things, you know, got a little bit of wood or whatever. You grabbed and a piece of wood and threw the midget on instead. No, my buddy, like, he was like, you should fuck with the midget. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just write my name on his forehead while he's passed out. And he's like, you won't do that. And I'm like, absolutely, I will. I have a Sharpie right here. So I literally wrote Greg Johnson across the midget's forehead. This thing woke up and it was like literally this a firecracker. Like it's not I a mean, human. <laughs> dude, this guy looked like incredible Hulk. Like veins were bulging out of his neck. And he came after me like some kind of spider monkey. And I'm not a big dude, but I was like way bigger than him. <laughs> so he, he had ran an on my chest. He literally like ran up my leg. And it had his feet on my stomach and he had me in a chokehold. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Can I like punch this dude or is that illegal? <laughs> well, anyways, we finally got him calm. We finally got him calmed down and put down in a chair. And then when he oh went after God. my buddy, that's twice the size of me. <laughs> I was like, dude, good luck. I'm telling you, 30% of this podcast is just going to be the censor beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. That's that's the only really midget story I have. But then my buddy and I, who got into the fight with the midget, every time we saw him, we'd get our picture with him and then send it to the other buddy. <laughs> uh, Greg Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Greg Johnson drinking on his bulldozer. <laughs> All right, I'm getting back on the dozer. You All right, guys thanks have a good for joining time. us, Greg. Right, thanks, Greg. <laughs> See you, bye. Later, bud. <laughs> Well, there you go, Zach. He's there gonna, you go. He's going to be calling tomorrow going, what in the fuck? What just happened? So, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. So, you know, I think that just uh, put a wrap on our, our podcast. We got to know Zach tonight. But with that being said, we want to end it with Zach. If you could change anything, anything in the world. I'd be a midget. Doing. What would your dream job be? <laughs> I would shorten my height by three feet. <laughs> I would do everything I am on a smaller scale. <laughs> a smaller scale. <laughs> Charge oh, half God. price. Oh my God. But yeah, so like if you could change anything, oh, what would God. your dream job be? Um I feel like I fall into the uh, the same old cliche, but part of me says not to. I mean, I I love everything that I do. I, I hate the business side of it, but mm -hmm. I do love I do love what I went into business for, working on equipment, um, wrenching on stuff. But 
I would really like, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, you'd be an employee. Business, <laughs> yeah. I would be an employee of my own business. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Let somebody in else any, do all the other shit. <laughs> Yeah, and in a in a perfect world, I would I would let my shop grow and into you know whatever it's going to be, um, and then just basically be an employee of it. So that way, I can go farm when I want to, and fuck off and and work on equipment. But I, if anything, I think I would I would enjoy um, aside from. As much as I love working on excavating equipment, I think I would enjoy running a little bit more than right. what than what we do. Um, what bit we do get to run it, it's I love it. It's a blast. But um, I will say this: more of a balance of all of it. It's way more fun breaking the shit than it is fixing it. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> I've always felt that way. <laughs> he won't be running my shit no more. Right? You know what? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so i will ask the the stolen question what is your purpose in life and you can take that however you want to you can do with it what you will what is your purpose in life oh boy oh yeah um to weed ponds <laughs> i to give midgets hope <laughs> No, I honestly, I mean, I really, I honestly like and enjoy um, taking something in and leaving it better than what it was before. But, you know, with, with our own little touch to it, um, I, I am a, I am a true advocate of, um, you know, younger people being able to enjoy the trades, uh, to, you know, if, if there's a chance to take on, um, a, a business that you can get into or start or whatnot. Um, I, I really enjoy, you know, seeing people start that stuff up. Um, that, and I, so I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm destined to also fall in the same role of, Everybody else in our family mm-hmm. sit here, sit here at our farm, and I don't know, just keep everything going. Well, you could be a milkman and bang a bunch of random women. <laughs> and, and go look for your kids later. Well, I'm, nope, I'm just a milkman. You know, I just feel like it's. I'm just gonna fall into the generational path, and I'm just gonna become a milkman and just dangle it out there. But you're gonna have to go more than just a block anymore. That's that's true. That is true. Now you got to be a pool boy. Yeah. The industry's changed. <laughs> Cabana boy. I'm sorry, Cabana boy. Zach, I'd like to thank you for being on our yes, show tonight. Thank you for being on the show. We do appreciate it, Zach. We've had a good time. <laughs> No, I, awesome. I definitely enjoyed it. I I learned. Or I heard a lot more about uh, midgets in the past hour than I, I ever had. My life. In all honesty, yeah. I think I did too. You know what? This there's is a, just like an awareness. A there's an awareness group show. that's gonna start from this shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah midget awareness. Be, no, it's gonna be banned, sweat and grime. Exactly. Yeah, we started the movement and then we immediately got banned from the movement at the same time. <laughs> 
So yeah. everybody, everybody has their own thing. Midgets, it's about their time to shine. Yeah, one hundred percent. Hell yeah, too. Give hey, them the spotlight. Fucking Wee Man made it on Jackass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, give them some credit. And then there was Tyrion Lannister on Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Big things are happening yeah. for little people. That's right. <laughs> they just got to buy the extra zoom in lens. That's right. Alright All guys. Right. Thank, Thank you for listening Thanks, as always. You guys have a great episode. night. We'll catch you next week with Greg Johnson on Sweat Grime. Peace. <laughs>